Thanks for checking out the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can find the show notes, links, and other helpful resources at hopechurchlv.com slash podcast, YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to <laughs> the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. I put a little more drama on that introduction uh, because, as you may have seen from the title, uh, this is going to be the final episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast for now. For now. Um, if you're on YouTube or you are listening, um, we want to just explain that a little bit. Uh, many people have asked me, actually, as everything's been going on here at Hope Church um, and with Pastor Vance's new role with the North American Mission Board, um, what's the future of this podcast? And uh, before I continue and be and unpack it for us, uh, I am here for one final time <laughs> for now with my mentor, my pastor, my friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Vance Pittman in the building. How's it going, Vance? <laughs> I'm doing good, <laughs> Scott. Oh, you always crack me up with that. I'm doing really good, man. I'm uh, ecstatic because I just got back from a trip, and it was the first time on an airplane where I didn't have to wear a mask Amen. in a long time. And that is not a political statement. <laughs> it is simply a statement that I am thankful I did not have to wear a mask. It was glorious. I know there was a time when it was a wise thing to do. We needed to do that, but it was so good to be mask-free on an airplane. So life is good, man. I'm doing great um, in the middle of, you know, a lot of stuff going on with Sin Network. And um, this weekend, as we're recording this, uh, is a the day, big weekend. Yeah, yeah, the day this comes out, if you're listening in real time, today would be May 2nd. We're recording this a couple days early. Um, the, the day after your final weekend here as senior pastor of Hope Church. Yeah, we're recording this, like you said, just a couple of days before that. So, I mean, I was in the study today prepping for that sermon and I prepped, I prayed, I cried, I wrote. <laughs> uh, even when I sent the sermon in um, to, the, to you guys, to the creative team for what you do with screens and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I typed that email and cried. It's, uh. just, uh, it's just a lot of emotion. You know, it feels a lot like when um, my uh, first child, my oldest daughter, got married. And then with each of the kids that got married, but the second two were boys, and that was not as emotional. <laughs> but the first one being a girl, and then the other one will be a girl when she gets married. But um, yeah, it's just a lot of emotion. It's a, it's a right thing. It's a good thing. It's a thing you celebrate, but it's also just, you just have these moments, these flashbacks. Um, I remember when, when Hannah got married and there were these moments, I would just flash back to this being dad in a car with her in a car seat, you know, and you're thinking, mm. how can this little girl? Mm. And as I'm prepping today, um, all these moments, as you just think back over the years, when this little baby called Hope Church, mm -hmm. you know, was born, um, and just all the the stories, the lives, the testimonies, the obstacles, the challenges. Um, yeah, just going through all that's just been emotional. But uh, if you if you leaned in online to the sermon that I preached for the for the last weekend, uh, the operative word in my heart is just grateful. Mm. I'm just so grateful for everything. So yeah, doing good. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, it's coming off that weekend, and we are here uh, at 56 episodes in. Um, we have decided for now to uh, just push pause on this podcast, and um, there's reasons behind that I want you to kind of unpack before we jump into some content. We do want to leave you, uh, as you saw in the title, with five final questions on life and leadership, um, but uh, Vance, kind of unpack for our listeners and our viewers um, what kind of led to us deciding the wisest thing to do going forward was to, for now at least, pause this podcast and evaluate after a few months. Yeah, one of the things that we've tried to do on this podcast is just be as transparent as possible, uh, and sometimes maybe a little too transparent, <laughs> uh, but just tried to just live with our lives kind of open as an open book, uh, kind of hard on the table kind of stuff. And so because of that, you know, that are listening, that I'm in the middle of a transition and not only me, Scott's in the middle of a transition, uh, here at Hope Church, uh, assuming more leadership as I back out and move into role of founding pastor and accept this new role of president of Sin Network. Scott's shifting to a more leadership role at Hope with the directional team. And uh, both of us have areas of focus that we need to give attention to as a leader. And one of the things we taught you on this podcast in this in the idea of scheduling is that we have to build our schedule around those things that are uh, important and not just that which is urgent. And right now, we have some stuff on our plate. I do in particular with Sin Network and diagnosing everything that's there and figuring out what we do to move forward. <clears throat> I've got some things that I need to give focus and attention to. Scott, with, with hope and assuming the new role, has some stuff. And so the podcast is one of those things for now that needs to be paused. And like you said, for now, we're, we're going to evaluate this through the summer and over the fall um, and kind of see where we are this fall. And we'll let people know by at least January kind of what the long-term play is. But uh, for now, we're just needing to focus and then prayerfully consider what that looks like in the future. The other thing that makes it more difficult is Scott, you and I for the last 16 years have worked day to day together. And so pulling this off within our schedule has been easier because we're at the same place doing the same thing. Now my life is different. Um, I'm going to be traveling a lot more on the road a lot more. So there's some complexities to the scheduling of getting this done mm -hmm. between you and I. And so, yeah, those are the reasons. And again, it's not over. We're just saying we're pausing for now to hear from the Lord and make some decisions about what the future looks like. Yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, if you are subscribed on iTunes, YouTube, um, Spotify, we are going to, yeah, evaluate this uh, summer and fall. And then in January, for sure in January, we will be dropping an episode, if nothing else, an update episode, just to, to kind of let our listeners know what's coming up next. So don't hit the unsubscribe button because we will be coming at you in January. But Vance, do you want to jump in and... Um, as I just thought about how we could end this thing uh, for now, we are just going to ask five final questions or a few final questions. We actually have more. We'll see if we can get to them all in the time. But um, just some questions on life and leadership. Some of it, some of the things we've discussed before, but as I just kind of thought um, what could be most beneficial for listeners and viewers uh, as we just push pause for now. And then we thought, you know, we've been doing this together for four years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of always going back and forth, kind of both sharing a little bit of these answers to these questions. Love so, um, yeah, we'll jump right in. It's great. We started this podcast four years ago, uh, a little more than four years ago. What's been your favorite part, man? Just <laughs> in general, what is your favorite part 
Um, you know, for those of you that are followers, you know this. Uh, Vance didn't even know what a podcast was <laughs> when I approached him about podcasting. Um, and now um, the only person who has more followers than you is Joe Rogan. So uh, Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Scott, that's such a great question. And to be honest, one of my favorite parts is the response of people to how you open with this man, the myth, the legend, pastor, mentor, friend. It's so <laughs> hilarious as I travel. I was traveling this week and like had multiple people in different venues come up to me and their first words would be that line. And I was just like, that is just crazy how people respond to a lyric and a line. But it's the masterful delivery that you do <laughs> oh, it with boy, that has just captivated people. <laughs> uh, but all kidding aside, what has been my favorite part is the list those that have tuned in, the emails, the DMs, the in-person as I travel. This week I was at a couple of conferences and multiple people come up. And like one guy said, once a month he pulls his whole staff team together and they mm -hmm. lean in and listen to this podcast. That's and crazy. I'm thinking, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like, yeah. um, But it, just the listeners, their response, the encouragement from them, the life change stories that we've heard through people's response, letting us know. Uh, that that's absolutely my favorite part. Yeah, for me, um, I think it has also been the fact that people <laughs> listen. Uh, obviously, this yeah. was an idea that I just threw your way, and and really, um, we we've unpacked this several times over the last four years. But I was a guy who has learned basically everything I know of ministry and 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 pastoring from you and the guys you've hired here and put around me to develop me. Um, and I'm sitting in meetings week after week with Vance and hearing just great leadership, taking notes and thinking there's three guys in this room or there's five guys in this room. And there's a lot more people than that, that have the internet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, it's just been cool to see that transferable, yeah. the things that I, and, and some of us privileged people here at hope have been able to experience for years under your leadership, being able to share that with the world via technology has just been incredible. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've loved, I've loved doing it and, uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. So that's awesome. Next question. Last few years now kind of zeroing in a little bit more on, on our leadership. What have you learned about yourself as a leader? <laughs> well, my initial reaction to that question is they already know because <laughs> everything in the last few years I've learned, I think we've dumped it out on this podcast. We've been an open book. We've shared everything, uh, but, but seriously, two things that come to my mind when you ask that, what have I learned as a leader in the last few years? And one is I wrote this down when you live with a yes on the table, sometimes God asks a new question. Mm. Um, I, I've been doing what I've been doing here at hope for 21 years. And I literally thought that one day I would preach my last sermon, walk out of here, die, and I'd be buried <laughs> in the parking lot. Like I just thought I would finish here. I knew I was pastoring my last church. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to pastor somewhere else, uh, but, but I've taught our people for 21 years and I've taught on this podcast, you got to live as a leader with a yes on the table. You can't, you can't lead. You, you got to live what you lead. And, and that means you got to have this yes on the table. And so, um, sometimes when you live that way, God asks another question. And that's what happened for me with this sin network opportunity is God put a new question in front of me and that yes on the table demanded that I step up and respond to that. And that leads to the second thing I would say as a leader that I've learned is there's always more. Like you never arrive as a leader. I am being stretched. I, if, if I'd left hope to go pastor another church, it's my wheelhouse. Like I knew how to do that. I've been put in a position now 
where I have 240 plus people on a team that work all over North America. Uh, I have a thousand plus planters in a process and pipeline with us at Send Network, and I'm leading all of that remotely. Mm. And I'm stepping into an organization where I don't have the relational equity of a team that I've built for 20 years. I know some of the people, but it's it's a new team that I'm working with. And so there's just always more. God can teach you more. There's ways he can stretch you, ways that he can refine you and, and redefine you as a leader. And that's what I'm in the middle of right now. And that's a couple of things that I've learned. That's awesome. For me, uh, kind of totally separate idea is if I'm not careful, and I've just learned this at, over the last couple of years as I've had more leadership opportunities, as, as God has opened more doors for me, if I'm not careful, I, um, I am very quick to just rush through things mm. instead of being present with people. Mm. Um, it, it's just something I've learned the hard way a little bit. Um, things like, um, I forget who it was that said, um, you know, when people come up to you after service and are talking to you, like even the way you choose to look at them or not look at them like those types of things that I'm like man as I evaluate my leadership and as I have more um, influence now uh, and I'm gaining that I'm like man I I am so quick to do that I'm quick to look at my phone or to look past the person and to to who's next and uh, that's just something that I'm constantly bringing before the Lord as as a leader I want to be present um, because I think when people feel valued um, they lean into your leadership more than when they just feel like a commodity. Yeah. Um, and so that's something I'm learning. It's great. It's awesome. Um, when it comes to young leaders, I think we have older leaders, younger leaders, um, people leaning in, in all forms of leadership. What do you think is lacking in today's leaders? What, what are some qualities as we leave, uh, this podcast just with some few parting words, leaders are listening right now. What are some qualities that you think, um, guy who's been in leadership for over 30 years. What's lacking in leaders today? Yes, yeah, Scott, I wrote down, as you asked me that question before we started filming, I, I, I wrote down um, three things, three words, humility, authority, and boundaries. Hmm. Um, and let me, let me say what I mean by those. Number one, what's lacking humility. And what that means is, is a, just, a, an, just a dependence on the Lord. We have so, like our, our podcast, for example, we have so many resources out there on leadership and books, programs, uh, podcasts, cohorts, ways to develop and refine your leadership that if we're not careful, we begin to put our confidence in our ability as a leader mm. rather than our confidence in the Lord. I, I was leading in an environment this past week where I just took the beginning sessions in both days of my leadership with this group and walked them through about a 45-minute spirit-led, scripture-fed, worship-based prayer time Mm -hmm. where we just corporately prayed for about 45 minutes. And after the meeting, somebody came up to me and said, you know, I've been working with this organization for like 10 years, and I don't know that we've ever prayed more than three minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we we just rush past dependence on the Lord. And when you look at the biblical leaders in in, in the New and Old Testament, there was just a dependence on the Lord that manifested itself through prayer, dependence on God. And it's a real sense of humility, understanding that apart from him, I can do nothing. But through him, I can do all things. And too often, I think the way we hear that is apart from him, I can't do big things. But the reality is apart from him, we can do nothing. The only thing of eternal significance that will happen in our lives today will happen because of him. And we have to be dependent on him. So humility. Secondly is authority. And these are tied together because we don't walk today as leaders in humility and dependence on God. We don't have spiritual authority. 
There's a phrase in both the Old and New Testament that you read over and over and over again, and here's the phrase, the hand of the Lord was with them. Mm. It's, a, it's a statement about spiritual authority. You could see God on their life. You could see the activity of God through their life. You could see the fruit of God being born out of their life. The hand of the Lord was with them. When we walk as leaders with a sense of humility and dependence on God, it allows us to walk in spiritual authority as leaders. And I just think that's lacking today. As I hear leaders, particularly inside the church, speak and teach and, 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 and share content, it's not that it's not good content. It's good intellectual content. But we need men and women of God with spiritual authority mm. that is born out of humility and dependence on God. And then the third is, is, is very practical, and it's the idea of boundary. With, with the increase in technology and social media, boundaries are more difficult than they've ever been. Mm. I've just seen in my own life in the last few weeks, Scott, that I, I, and you know me, I, I've done a really effective job through the years of building boundaries in my life uh, to guard against and protect in the areas where my flesh is weak and where I know I'm susceptible to temptation. And with technology and social media, man, some of the boundaries that I've had in place have just been eroded and I'm having to reevaluate because there's just so much access to so much stuff. And living in the world that we live in today, if we're not careful in this area of boundaries, I, I, I'm afraid because we don't have humility and spiritual authority, if you complicate that with a lack of boundaries, we could be on the front end of uh, a, a tidal wave of moral collapse mm. in spiritual leadership in our country. Mm. And that's not something, I'm not a prophet, I'm not hoping for that. Mm. I'm just saying, man, you combine those three things, a lack of humility with a lack of spiritual authority and a lack of boundaries, that's a recipe for disaster. Wow. Yeah, that's humbling. Um, for me, I, I put, I think, I'm thinking in, in terms of, of younger leaders. Uh, I didn't know how, how to say it, but those are all great. But it's just this, this lack of, of the grind. Everybody just wants to be an influencer, like right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and even guys like, like you. Like when you planted Hope Church, if you had a mindset like many young leaders have today, you would want to be a viral video pastor year two. And you're just trying to figure out how to shepherd the 40 people that we're meeting at Hope Church. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, because of social media, because of all that stuff, I mean, literally, you can ask people, if we go to our student ministry tonight, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there's a very disappointing amount of people that will say, an influencer. And you're like, what? <laughs> like you and Can I be honest? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, I see people in their, uh, what do you call their bio on social media, and they have this word influencer. And I'm like, if you have to say it... <laughs> You're probably not. Like yeah. uh, somebody told me one time, authority is like a bar of soap. The more you use it, the less you have. Wow. Um, wow. That's kind of like that that's with good. this yeah. idea of an influence. The more you have to say you're an influencer, the less you probably are an influencer. But it's just that idea of just patience and humility. No doubt. And I mean, it's the proverb, you know, wait to be called up to the, to the seat Absolutely. at the table instead of like expecting yourself to be there. Absolutely. So uh, I think that's, that's definitely lacking among today's leaders. Um, talking about us again, what's one, or, or, or I guess that's the next question. What, what is one mistake you witness leaders making more fr frequently than others? What is one mistake 
you witness leaders making more frequently than others. All right, watch this, Scott. I'm going to be disciplined. I actually wrote down two. Okay. But because you said one, I'm going to give you one. Okay. Uh, Praise God. <laughs> the one mistake I witness leaders making more frequently than others is uh, the temptation of comparison. Mm. Um, we just are so prone to compare our sphere of influence, success, achievement to somebody else's and measure ourselves based on that comparison. And there's a great passage of scripture that deals with it. Let me read it real quick. Peter is on the beach with Jesus mm -hmm. after the resurrection. And Jesus tells Peter how he's going to die. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself, walk wherever you wanted. But when you're old, you'll stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Then he said to show by this, he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this to him, he said, follow me. He said, Peter, it's going to get bad. You're going to die. You're going to die a death that you don't want to die. But here's what I want you to do. You follow me. Listen to what Peter did. He turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He's talking about John. The one who had leaned back against him during supper and said, Lord, who is it that's going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? So here's Peter receiving from the Lord this instruction about what his life and legacy was going to look like. And he looked at John and said, well, what about him? He immediately began to compare himself to John. Is John going to have to go through that? And listen to what Jesus said. It's hyperbole. Jesus said to him, if it's my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? And the point Jesus was making here was not, he was not saying John wasn't ever going to die until Jesus returned. He was just saying, if I want John to jump over the moon, mm -hmm. what does that have to do with you? And then here's what he said, Peter, you follow me. You follow me. If we're not careful, we lose sight of simply following Jesus and begin to compare our sphere, influence, success, platform to others. And that's a dangerous thing for us as leaders. Yeah, if you want more on that, as, as Vance was talking, I went back in my notes because I remember we did a whole episode on that, um, on that passage of Scripture. So episode 37, if that just pricked your interest and that's kind of where you're living, episode 37 um, is the danger of comparison for leaders. Uh, for me, I, I just put um, discontentment. Hmm. Um, it's a little bit of always thinking there's another step, there's another rung on the ladder. And it just hit me like a lot of leaders may be listening to this right now and, and maybe need to be reminded that wherever you're at right now, at some point you probably prayed to get to where you're at right now. Hmm. But now that God's given you that area of leadership, whatever, you're like, I yeah. want more. I mean, yeah. that's just that discontent. Well, fleshly and, heart. and it's often born out of comparison. comparison yep. we, we look at what somebody else has got yeah, and yeah. we immediately become discontent. And Paul said, I've learned in whatever circumstance I'm in to be content. And then he said, there's a secret. And he said, here's the secret. I can do all things through him. It's finding your sufficiency and your identity in him yeah. rather than in the work that he's called me to. Amen. And it's a huge mistake. That's a great point, Scott. If you could go back in time and change one thing about the way you led what would you change? As disciplined as I was on the last question. <laughs> I got 17 points. <laughs> I have 17. No, I've got three. I'm going to give you. I'll give them to you quick. Number one, uh, I would have established a one-on-one -on -one culture from the start. Mm. So I've been mentored, uh, coached by an executive coach for the last 15 years who's a retired HR executive with a large computer corporation. And um, one of the first things he taught me was the principle of one-on-one. -on -one. 
that you meet with people one-on-one, that you create a culture of one-on-one relationships. And, and for the first probably seven, eight years, the way I led Hope was in staff meeting. I would lead the meeting, and if I had to deal with something one-on-one, I dealt with it in the meeting. I'd deal with somebody in front of everybody else, and I hurt a lot of people. Uh, but the one-on-one culture of meeting one-on-one to coach, equip, correct, encourage, give instruction – um, is just invaluable. So I'd go back and do that over again. The second thing is I would recognize the weight of words. I just told you this, Scott, off air, but uh, with you assuming more leadership here at Hope, um, one of the things that leaders have to realize is every word that comes out of your mouth matters. Mm-hmm. Words matter. And when you're in leadership, a lot of us in leadership, if we're truly walking in humility like we talked about earlier, we don't see ourselves as anything. Like, I still put my pants on the same way today that I did 35 years ago. They're hopefully cooler pants than they were 35 <laughs> years ago. Scott's helped me in that area. But um, but but I'm still the same dude. Like, yeah. I see myself as the same Bubba that moved out here 21 years ago from Alabama. But because of my role in leadership and my platform, a lot of people see me differently than that. And my words carry weight. Mm beyond what I think they carry. And I think leaders need to, I wish I had known and recognized the weight of my words as a leader. Something that Travis, uh, our executive pastor, has told me over and over and over again, Vance, when you say something, it matters. It carries weight. And I think leaders often discount the weight of their words. And, you know, the Bible talks about words, the power of the tongue, death and life being in the power of the tongue. And as a leader, because of the weight of your words, that's even heavier. So, and then the third thing I would change is, and this is more about perspective. Um, I've been saying this for the last five or six years at Hope. I wish I'd been saying it for 21 years, but we have a sending culture at our church. So we believe God's going to bring people in, raise them up, send them out. I think if people have been on our team and then they leave our team, two things should be true. They should be more in love with Jesus because they've been here and they should be better equipped for kingdom service because they've been here. In the early days for me, it was about the value they brought to the organization and not about the value the organization brought to them as a leader. And a perspective that understanding when we have leaders on our team, it's not just about what they can do for us to move the ball down the field. It's what we can do for them to see them fall more in love with Jesus and be better equipped for kingdom service. My prayer is that everybody who serves here, when they leave, they say, man, I love Jesus more because I served there. And I'm better equipped for kingdom service because I served there. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, a couple of things I put down. Um, the first one would be, and I've grown in this over the last several years uh, tremendously, is having harder, having those hard conversations that are inevitable in leadership, having those sooner rather than waiting because I think it's better for the person. Mm. Um, having harder conversations when I know I should have had them rather than when it feels like it's right to have them. Yeah. Um, and that's just growing in leadership and knowing this is going to be a day where I have to have a hard conversation. Uh, and then the other one just is before the, you leave that, yeah. Scott, it's like, it's like when the service engine light comes on, on your car, mm. continuing to drive it, hoping it's going to go off never happens. Yeah. Like it's only going to it's get worse. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you have to deal with those situations. That's yeah. really good insight. And then, uh, yeah, more development, just looking right away with people I'm leading on how am I developing them in the way you said it's perfect to love Jesus more and be more equipped for whatever they're doing at this at this organization or as they you know grow in the organization or go to another organization um, I wish I would have looked 
for more opportunities to develop people. Um, let's end with this, and I'll just let you kind of carry this one, Vance. I won't answer this one. Just this is the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. What is one final encouragement that you would give um, the listeners, the viewers, uh, before we wrap up our, uh, our time together today? If you know me at all, if you've listened to this podcast, you probably know what I'm about to say. Uh, the primary call on your life is not what you can do for Jesus. Mm. The primary call on your life is being with Jesus. It's not about ministry. It's about intimacy. Ministry is what he does out of the overflow of intimacy. And if you've gleaned nothing through the four years of this podcast, I pray that you have gleaned that Jesus brought you to himself, not so you could do something for him. He brought you to himself because he values and wants you. And as you pursue him, he will then accomplish through you what you never imagined or dreamed possible. Praise God. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a great place to end our season for now with the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. And just because it is the final one for now, it has been a pleasure, Vance, <laughs> to sit with you at this table or other tables or in hotel rooms yes. and record this because you are, man, you are my pastor, my mentor, my friend. The world now knows because of this podcast that you are the man, <laughs> the myth, the legend. Uh, I love you, bro, and I'm excited too, for this next season for both of us and uh, grateful for everyone tuning in. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. For being a part of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, we would love to help spread the word. You can drop a comment on YouTube, leave a review on your favorite podcast app, or share this episode on your social media. Thanks again for joining us.